You are listening to Mark Hatmaker Rough and Tumble Raconteur. This is a grab bag of old school Western martial arts, resurrected indigenous ways and empirical musings tinged with a heavy dose of respect, admiration, let's call it hero worship, for these hosses of yore. Hey crew, Mark Hatmaker coming to you here from the Comancheria. Today's topic will be 12 signposts for old school training. Here we're talking about the actual conditioning for the training and also showing how to kind of fold in some of your uh, training to treat that as part of the conditioning itself. Make sure you're not doing double duty here. <clears throat> Now, number one, I'm only addressing old schoolers here only, all right? That is my advice. It does not apply to one using pharmaceuticals of any form. I mean, uh, for one reason, I mean, I personally just don't use them for historical veracity. I mean, that way it makes the experimental method more pure here. If they weren't around for the early expositor, the advice, whenever I find it in the archaeology, well, I don't want to complicate the matters by having something out on top of it to act as a contraindication. And also keep in mind that all the advice I'm giving, I don't want to waste your time. If you are a fan of PEDs, performance enhancing drugs, well, this advice isn't going to work for you because uh, PEDs enable the organism to recover more quickly and other less than natural training curve effects. So those using those, uh, you should consult, you know, whatever you're looking for, your, your bro pharmacist advisor and skip the old school way, okay, because these methods will definitely... Uh, not affect that. I mean, we mere mortals have to actually have recovery time. All right. Signpost number two. You likely are working too long. Okay. An old school training, marathon training sessions surprisingly are out. And by marathon here, we mean lengthy training sessions, uh, not the 26.2 mile run, although both of these qualify what to avoid here. I mean, we all know how we feel after a marathon. I mean, both kinds a marathon running and marathon sessions were kind of depleted and there's a feeling of accomplishment, but that feeling for the need of extended recovery post lengthy session or event, is just the sort of thing that eats into your gains. So post marathon training, there's recovery is actual recovery and damage recuperation and not the associated you know minor depletion of gradual and accretional improvements okay signpost number three is consistent consistency is the key all right gains are made via marginal revolutions that is steady inputs over time not by big work sessions hit with less than steadfast discipline all right I mean, now this is seemingly contradictory to the advice number two, but not at all. Work sessions should be of shorter duration, but this lends to rapid and easier recovery and the ability to return to work another session with ease. With that said, you will uh, wind up working more or just uh, as much as the marathon sessioner, but over shorter sessions and with fewer days off. And, uh, you know, missed days going to be kicked to the curb for the old schoolers, all right? Uh, for these marginal revolutions to occur. So in a sense, you're working harder, but in a shorter amount of time, and perhaps with a few more sessions. But the shorter amount of time is really key here. And also session discipline is key, uh, because we don't have the PEDs in our bodies to help consist and grow the whole time. The growth comes from our actual input, our grit and stick to there. But the easier recovery, though, allows for easier willpower access as post-session fatigue and anticipation of fatigue will not be a factor. So there's kind of, you got you to gotta weigh those factors. If you're disciplined, uh, sore, this sort of thing is going to be ideal for you. But if you feel like, no, I like to go really, really hard for three days and slack off for four or five days, well, you're not going to find the same kind of uh, results that the old timers are looking for. And they're looking for someone who can get there and hit it, you know, each and every day. And there's going to be uh, some off days, but uh, you can always resolve and rest in the fact that uh, you don't have to work as hard. Now... 
Signpost number four, intensity is scalable, but it is inescapable, all right? These short sessions do not mean easy. The exercises, no more than seven staged in a specific sequence. Uh, that's as we have it in our unloaded program. More information on that later. But uh, these exercises are gauged to render the target function taxed. Not tired. I mean, I mean, not tired. I mean, not, whoa, I feel that, but taxed. I mean, I'm talking taken to a degree of controlled no-go. Scalability, whether weighted or unleaded, uh, somatotrophics does not mean lifting heavy, surprisingly. Often not heavy at all, or in some cases ever, depending on cer certain iterations of the exercise. I mean, a lot of these old guys are, yes, you'll see some heavy iterations occasionally, but a lot of it is remarkably light or nothing at all. Rather, it means there's going to be alterations in form that render often laughably light weights or on the surface familiar calisthenics a ridiculously useful beast without the addition of possibly late damaging plates. I mean, seriously, ask any old power lifter, bodybuilder, crossfitter, Olympic lifter, how their body feels in their 50s and above compared to the heyday of relative youth. I mean, hell, I'm turning 56 in just uh, a couple of weeks, and uh, I, I can feel a lot of mistakes where I've accrued them over the time. I mean, I wager there's lots of uh-ohs coming down the pike. All right, signpost number five, high repetitions are not intensity. There's no need for time-eating, boredom-inducing, mind-numbing high repetitions. Let's say, for example, and I used to do this, be, be this guy, used to uh, you know, advocate this. If I do 500 Hindu squats, which squat provides the desired effect? Is rep 438 and above the ones that ensure endurance? Is it rep 275 where the strengthening effect begins? High reps often work at cross-purposes to both goals. The aim is scalable choices that are directed at stamina and strength as low-number goals and not eaten to our time and our gains with this violation of rule number two. Remember, marathon sessions, it applies here as well. Signpost six, speed of control is key. Now, bouncing out 50 push-ups in no way resembles the low, slow control three-eighths of a scaled somatotrophic push-up. Bounce provides the illusion of work, but the work is actually a function of riding inertia in these cases. Bounced work can possibly be damaging over time with calisthenics, but more likely damaging the realm of weighted work, even with light weights. If we cannot control the body or the body weight with excruciating care at all portions of the effort curve, then we're not actually in control or, quote, strong in that motion, are we? Signpost 7. Shock over plyometrics. Uh, shock training or task coupling. So, for example, 50 box jumps and 50 power claims. It's hard, right? We all know that. We've been there. Yeah, but what is the benefit in the end? All right, now, old-school shock work can look more like shallow plyometrics. There's smaller jumps of unusual angling or erratic planes with a medicine ball, but the key is to wake up and educate that inertial strength we waste with exercises like balanced push-ups or kipping pull-ups. It is also key where we place the shock motions in relation to specific slow tasks so that they do not interfere with one another and thusly lead to actual progress and not mere exhaustion. Signpost eight, trunk or slash core, whatever you want to call it, is the foundation. We're not just talking gorgeous abs here. To old school thought, the musculature of the largest part of the body, the trunk, was vital to all else. That includes the showy abs and all the cantilever torsion and torquing-assisted musculature. Not to mention, but I notice I am mentioning it, the unseen core musculature, the spinal stabilizers, the serratus anterior that permits a bit more forgiving, uh, forgiveness and unforgiving body shots, etc. There's no vanity in having a strong, supple psoas muscle lying deep in the pelvic girdle, but muscles such as these lead to big, big gains overall in surprising ways. Uh, number nine, TLJ, or tendon, ligament, and joint strength over muscular strength. Now, if, I, if Advil must be popped pre- or post-training, likely we have asked something of tendons and ligaments that only the muscles can provide. Now, old school thought seeks strengthening harmony where the tendons and ligaments can answer the call of the muscles with no need of dampening the pain of our training mistakes. Signpost 10, 
targeted flexibility slash mobility can be a detriment. I know flexibility and mobility training is the watchword right now, but this is a corollary of number nine. Flexibility or mobility is commonly approached removes muscular tension from the equation, which is the flip side of the error of performing a, a muscular strengthening exercise and removing all thought of the tendons and ligaments. True gains or progress in these areas of suppleness must unite all three. I mean, there's some very specific and interesting ways that we're being approached uh, by these old timers and uh, mighty useful for some rehab and uh, prehab and uh, the younger folks are starting on them now, I, I wager you're going to be uh, way better off than all of us old dogs. Sign number 11. Now, let the endeavor be the stamina. A lot of people want to ask, where's your cardio? What's your max O2? I mean, after a strengthening session, I can do road work for three miles and then seek to compress my striking, grappling, and weapons work afterwards into whatever time allotment is left and then assume I can still go on and have an actual life. Or I could skip training to be a better runner, which is not my sport, and put that time, effort, and attention into being a better striker, grappler, or weapons wielder. So uh, we got to have a little bit of time economics uh, here. I mean, if our chosen primary endeavors are hard, and I'm saying, say, combat sports, I'm assuming, then why should we allow these to eat into time and gains with another sport? I mean, why should we be biking, running, or pretend rowing when we could simply tweak our already taxing goal sport to serve as a stamina builder? I mean, this was key with all the old timers. You're going to have your, surely you're working your strength and such, but whenever it came to, what do you do for cardio? I think we've all boxed and we wrestled and all that. I mean, that will, in effect, become your cardio. Now, the specific ways to approach it, and again, we don't have time to go into it right here, but really it should be let your endeavor be what your max O2 is, and also it keeps you more spiritually and uh, engaged with it because this is where you really want to be. All right, signpost number 12. We need skill in all things. I mean, perfectibility is the point. Now, old school thought sees single exercises the same way, way we rough and tumble see individual tactics and techniques. These are skills that need to be cultivated and mastered, not just things to get through. I mean, these are not simply rote movements to perform until reps are completed or time is up. But a slow-mo, uh, you know, it could be a slow-mo swaying rock beneath the pull-up bar or a tomahawk hook off a plunging aggression curve. The same directed attention is applied to making the best of it we can. So conditioning is not something to endure or to get out of the way. It can all very well be part of the way that leads you to the bigger way. Now, if you want more information on this or a, a text version of this, uh, I'll provide a link in the show notes. You can have a look there. And we hope to have more of this unloaded program. Actually, the physical iterations uh, rolled out uh, over this coming fall. All right, crew, take care of yourself. Well, if you dig what we just discussed today, uh, I'd like to invite you to like and subscribe to the podcast. Hell, support it if you want. I'm not your dad. Do what you want. And if you're a glutton for punishment, uh, just visit our website, extremeselfprotection.com. You'll find links to the blog, all of our products, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of more pages of like musics. <laughs>